Welcome to the College Baseball Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Peters, joined today by Kyle McKelvey. Today on the podcast, we're looking ahead to the 10th weekend of college baseball and doing some bracketology. Let's talk college baseball. Kyle, coming live to you from the great city of Boston, Massachusetts once again. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing well. I think one thing that as uh, I've dived into parenthood more, I've been reflecting on a bit is uh, what it means to be an adult. And I think growing up, the thing I most associated with being an adult was power tools. So Kyle, (laughs) I'm asking you, what is the number one tool in your life that since you became an adult and got your own place is is a must have tool? Well, I hang a lot of stuff on on our walls so pretty much like a a stud finder that has an auto leveler is the way to go wow that is that does a lot because what you can you can also get like one that has a little attachment you can put like in the back so that it sticks on the wall does auto leveler does that mean like laser shoot out of it is it that one yeah whoa it's pretty nice that and pretty much any kind of drill or screwdriver something like those are good but Lately, as the <laughs> as the springtime comes, the bugs come back out. So mm. what I've loved having is a an electric like tennis racket bug zapper. It is amazing. You can get them on Amazon, not sponsored. <laughs> we need a we need to get a bug zapper sponsorship for this podcast. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with like like Dremel, like multi purpose mm-hmm. oscillator tool thing. We've cut a lot of holes in drywall and moved around some light switches and on wiring and stuff like that and wow. really enjoy being able to cut holes into walls with a little handy tool so that's that's my go-to it, it definitely feels it feels very adulty being like i'm going to cut a hole on purpose into my wall yeah it feels <laughs> it feels like something that i wouldn't have done as a kid and then another one i guess along with that is a like what's it called a volt tester oh yeah it's like one of those things that you like yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah to see if there's power if you're gonna venture into the world of like changing electricity and stuff like that oh yeah i almost learned that yeah i almost learned that when the hard way where ac went out uh i there's a giant switch next to the ac and i was like oh yeah i could turn this giant switch off and it probably turns off the electricity to this and it did because it killed it killed the i don't know compressor and all that but apparently and the, the blower it killed the blower but apparently the pump that pumps water out of the pan to the outside was on its own uh, electrical, like own circuit. And so I was going over wow. there and I, I had my handy dandy little tool and went over and started poking at it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is still alive. And like it, it's the part that has water in it, too. So water plus electricity. Yikes. Someone <laughs> told me that those two things don't mix. Yeah. Pokemon. Is that what told you that? <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> I learned all I needed to know about electrical safety from Pikachu yeah all right before this becomes a pokemon podcast the top story in the midweek is wow i'm gonna use a big word here actually it's not a big word it's just a fun word plethora of upsets as smorgasbord of upsets this the upsets galore upsets up the wazoo (laughs) so many upsets in the midweek 
is a full article, basically, just to list out the names of the teams <laughs> who upset the other ones. So I'm going to read out a few of the upsets. Kyle, I want you to tell me which one you think is most notable. We have Indiana over Louisville, Texas State over UTSA, Northeastern over UConn, Indiana State over Vanderbilt, Louisiana Tech over Southern Miss, Louisiana over LSU, Portland over Oregon, UC Irvine over UCLA, Sac State over Stanford, and Tennessee Tech over Tennessee. Which one of those is your favorite midweek upset? I mean, honestly, surprisingly, not much of an upset is Indiana over Louisville. Indiana is starting to be like a a really good team. They're they're leading the Big Ten, I think, in, in RPI at least, and they're seeming to be the like we'll get into this later in the podcast, I think, but I, I feel like they're they're in contention for a host, which is crazy. And Louisville is kind of playing their way out of that. Um, yeah, currently however, they are one game up on Nebraska. So yes, in fact, Indiana is leading the Big Ten both in standings and in RPI. I think also that's kind of fun. Indiana State beat Vandy. So the two high RPI Indiana schools uh, upset like baseball state. Southern schools. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Who needs basketball? Um, and I think a fun one also was Louisiana over LSU. It's kind of just a a fight for the like state school pride of LSU of Louisiana. Yeah, the first um, uh, midweek loss for LSU on the year too. Oh wow! So that's up helping Louisiana's um, bubble case, but I don't know if it'll do enough. How about you? What's your favorite? I like Sac State over Stanford. I have a just a soft spot for Sac State in general. They're one of the most consistent teams out West that no one's ever heard of. They're always a, a tough out in a regional when they get there, which is pretty frequent. So that 15 to 13 midweek game, classic midweek baseball. I like that one Whoa. a lot. Yeah. I saw that one like in the third inning. It was 13 to one. So what happened? Uh, yeah. Offense, both early, early and often. <laughs> Next up on the podcast, let's dive into our week 10 pick em with 10 picks in five minutes. Once again, due to ties from last week, this has turned into 11 picks in five and a half minutes. What will we do? Uh, we have 11 series that we have picked for each other off the air. Kyle, I've given you six. You've given me five. You had now have had back-to-back weeks with 1-1 one, one splits. So we're still trying to make up that, that for you. So you get six chances this week. For six L's, and I have five chances to get five W's. Are you ready to start the clock? Uh, I think so. I'm going to go with you first because you have an extra one, so I don't want you to do back-to-back. Even though you gave me a series first this week, let's get you rolling so you have six. (laughs) First up, in the realm of the ACC, we have Louisville traveling to Duke. Who do you have? I went with Duke on this one. Uh, Man, my initial thought was uh, this is an easy Louisville pick they're clearly the better team they I think they're even better in the in the conference standings but they're not Louisville is and they're pretty close in win percentage but um right now Duke has fifth fifth fifth, fifth highest FIP in the country building independent pitching and their offense is like not too shabby Louisville's they fit real staff good. is kind of on off it, what they fit real good I guess so um, yeah, I, I think so. I'm going with Duke here, root, root, root for the home team. You know how it is. Mm, I know um, how it is. Next up for you, or first up for you, is Florida at South Carolina. Uh, I'm taking the home team here. Give me South Carolina. I think this is going to be a really interesting series. I think the fact that, that Caglione did have a really nice third game in, in the last weekend series makes me a little more confident about this Florida pitching staff, but at the same time, South Carolina is top 25 in Woba, top 25 in FIP. They're at home. I like the home team in this one. 
Give me the game, Cox. Back to you in the Pac-12, Oregon State going to Arizona State. Arizona State has won a lot of weekends in a row, and Oregon State has also, and over tougher teams in my opinion. I feel like Oregon State's a little bit hotter right now. They just had that road series win at Oregon and Washington. And but previously this got swept by Stanford on the road. So like they're they're seemingly inconsistent, but they're turning it around. So I'm going with the road team here, Oregon State. Um, for you, you can have Texas State at Troyes. Fun Sunbelt matchup. Yeah, I think this series will have huge implications when it comes to both the Sunbelt race and at large bids. I'm going home team again here with Troy. I don't love this pick necessarily because I think Texas State's offense is pretty darn good. But I think the home field advantage will be enough. I think we've seen it play out this year. That home field advantage is pretty big in college baseball. Give me Troy back to the ACC for you with Virginia going to Notre Dame. Uh, so I went with Virginia here. I, I You wanted me to pick Notre Dame. We Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're your own independent man. You can do what you want, Kyle. I know, but like you had like separated, like separately put your picks for me, and that I'll get to see later in the week what you thought. Mind but, games. I'm playing mind games yeah. with you. I think I think Virginia's just too good of a team overall. I know they just lost a home series to Pitt, and that was inexplicable. But uh, I'm going with Virginia. They're they're too good. Uh, lost. To, okay, you have Kansas State at UC Irvine, a fun non-conference series. I love the fact that the Big 12 has uneven scheduling, so you always get mm-hmm. at least one of these fun non-conference series every single week in the Big 12. Uh, it's not very often you see a Kansas school going out to California at this point in the season, so pretty in cool. April. In April. Kansas State has once again put themselves in a position to be in contention for an at-large bid, but they finished with some of the toughest Big 12 series. I feel like they might be looking ahead to some of the Big 12 plays. I think that's going to be more important for them. You see Irvine gets the job done. At home, anteaters for the win. How about we stick with at least one Big 12 school, giving it to you, TCU at West Virginia? Um, I went with West Virginia here, but this is a really inconsistent one. I flipped a coin 10 times on Google, and it came out 5-5. Five and five. I had Virginia, West Virginia as the home, as heads, and TCU as tails. And Google, even like coin didn't want to tell me. And so I went with the home team. That's that's how close I feel like this series is. Both teams are inconsistent, but TCU is two and four uh, on the road in conference. That's a little bit of stats to help me back up my decision. I don't know. Um, for you, you can have Southern Miss at Coastal. I got a couple Sun Belt series here. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely a strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness situation. With that Southern Miss pitching staff being pretty darn good, Coastal Carolina being one of the best hitting teams in the country. And then when it comes to hitting, Southern Miss is definitely better than they were earlier in the year, but maybe not quite, I mean, nowhere near, I would say, the level of Coastal Carolina. I think Coastal's pitching staff isn't quite as deep. Strength versus strength, I think, give me the home team, Coastal, uh, to win this series. Uh, Let's head over to the SEC for you, a State of Tennessee matchup, Bandy Boys traveling to the Vols. Yeah, fun fun rivalry matchup here. I I thought this was more of a no-doubter. Uh, I think you you thought Tennessee's they're gonna put them on upset notice this week, but I I feel like Vanderbilt's offense is just gonna go all out and at Lindsey Nelson Stadium how how small it is there. But I was I don't know I, the Tennessee's offense just kind of flailed this past weekend. Drew Beam I think he did all right, but everyone else for the for for their pitching staff just was a little bit inconsistent. Um. All right. For you, your last series, A&M traveling to Kentucky. 
Kentucky is a fascinating team. At 10 and 5 in mm-hmm. the SEC, they feel like they're just a step ahead of AM. I think the series is probably going to be tighter than what the SEC standings are for these two schools. I am going to go with the home team here. Uh, I think the consistency on the pitching side is probably better for Kentucky than what AM has. Uh, so give me the home team. One last one for you, Kyle, Nebraska at Iowa. I'm going with with Iowa here. Home team. I feel like Iowa's dude that has team can throw 104 miles per hour. How can you pick against them? Yeah, that's pretty. That helps a lot. <laughs> uh, like I don't know. Nebraska starters are don't really inspire that much confidence for me. They got Richie Holitz with the three five ERA. That's like that's good enough with a four three five FIP. But it's just their offense that I I don't see anything in there that can do it for me and. I was at home, so there you go. Which means that my five schools are South Carolina, Troy, UC Irvine, Coastal Carolina, and Kentucky. That is five home schools, Kyle. Root, root, root for the home team. Heck yeah. <laughs> I got uh, Duke, Oregon State, Virginia, West Virginia, two Virginias, and uh, Vandy and Iowa. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a little bit of bracketology. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, if you haven't already given us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, head over there now and maybe give us a five-star rating and, and leave a nice little review saying how great we are. Or if you don't like us, maybe like secretly, privately message us all the things that you hate about us because I'd rather have that be in private than out in the public. Yeah, still leave that five-star review though. Yeah, leave a five-star review and then DM us some hate mail. That's fine. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> all we need is that five-star. <laughs> Next up on the podcast, we're diving into some bracketology. Once again, Kyle, we are going to try to pick our top 16 seeds, which are, as I'm sure the intelligent listener knows, the 16 host sites for the NCAA tournament. We're going to use this as a launching pad then to build the whole field of 64, which will hopefully be on the website and our socials, collegebaseball.info, at collegeballnat, in the next 24 hours or so. We've both started this process. Let the negotiation begin. Mm-hmm. Let's pick some top 16 seeds. Starting at the top, do you have any issues with LSU at number one? No, and I think we can pretty solidly put Wake at number two also. Yeah, I do think if LSU doesn't win the SEC, there's a chance they don't end up at number one. Yeah, I, I, I could see it that whoever wins the SEC ends up as number one. Um, Do you mean the regular season? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think if Vanderbilt or Arkansas or South Carolina, Florida, any of these schools that are at least within, you know, some close distance of LSU in terms of standings, I think that they could end up being the number one overall seed or Wake might move up to number one. But we have LSU and Wake Forest one and two. I like it. And who do you want at number three? I'm looking SEC here, particularly heading over the east. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt. I think also we should think about... South Carolina, Arkansas, Virginia, Florida probably are the five schools I'm looking at, number three. Yeah. Uh, I like Vandy here. Their RPI is high enough. They're they're second the in East. the they're they're leading the East. Yeah. I think that's I think that's good enough for me. Yeah, and I, don't I like think we can have too many SEC teams here in the top, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a, a little bit of a challenge. Um, cause I do have, yeah, like I just listed three SEC teams I want to put up really high 
and that would be five in the top eight. I don't I don't love it, but mm-hmm. I start projecting forward and I think it's gonna happen. Um yeah. Uh, pecking order for me, I like South Carolina over Florida. I think South Carolina has a better shot of winning this series at home. I just picked them earlier on the podcast to beat Florida. And I think that South Carolina is going to end up ahead of Florida. I think the pecking order in the SEC, you got to figure out where you want Arkansas. And then obviously you got to start looking at some other conferences too. Like this is a place where Virginia slots in. So who do you want here at four? Uh, I have Arkansas next. I can consider South Carolina here right now. Arkansas is leading the West, which is always a tough thing to do. And they're fifth in the in RPI, and South Carolina is currently oh they're Number currently two. second. <laughs> yeah, so I have South Carolina here basically for that reason. I feel like if Arkansas wins the West, they might end up ahead of LSU, kind of depending on how some mm-hmm. other things shake out. LSU did win that head to head, but at the end of the year, it's how how you do in your conference matters. So I like South Carolina here. I'm not I'm not opposed to ten Arkansas or Virginia. We could do South Carolina then Arkansas. I think I know Virginia is leading the uh, insert conference title uh, coastal here. Um, but the ACC divisions have never stuck in my head. I, no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, not I, at all. <laughs> I challenge you to name all seven teams right now that are in the coastal. <laughs> Literally could not even begin to start. I don't like four of the top five being SEC. I think that might I might draw a line. There. I know. I know. So I. I I can I can hear that. I think the committee knows that this is a, a really good top of the SEC, but we're gonna get them right after that anyway. So like it'll be SEC and either four of the top five of the top six or sorry four of the top six or four of the top five. So I think I'm fine. Yeah. With South Carolina, Virginia, Arkansas in, in that order. Let's do it. We had Florida that's still in that group that we were discussing. I think we have to start looking at some of these other top 10 RPI teams or RPI plus teams. So in this conversation probably should be Miami coastal East Carolina uh, Stanford is around here. Who, who do you have? I have Florida next. Let's see. I'm trying to move things around. Yeah. I think Florida is next in my pecking order and I don't like it. I, I feel like this is getting yeah. kind of gross with, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just kind of, you know, my personal flavor on this is, this feels like a lot of SEC teams, but I think realistically the committee does think about this. I think that we've seen time and time again good SEC schools get dinged a couple spots because that committee yeah. doesn't want to have this many top eight seeds. Um, but when I start looking at schools or the other teams, I, I think the Pac-12, Stanford has a couple series losses, even though, I mean, they're not leading the conference. Arizona State is. I would put money on Stanford over Arizona State. So I, I don't think Stanford is like a guaranteed top eight Pac-12 host anymore after they've you know dropped a couple of series at this point. So I'm not feeling like we have to put Stanford here. I think Coastal has an interesting case if they win the Sun Belt and the Sun Belt's pretty deep and Coastal's RPI plus is at 11 right now. I could see them, but uh, I mean, Florida's RPI plus is at eight. Uh, is third place in the East going to be enough to get him a top eight seed? I'll let you decide. I think so. I think, All right, let's go Florida next. Here. Yeah, and I think next for me is ECU. I could be con- convinced to have Coastal here. Stanford it, next for me. So f- next for me is ECU, Stanford, and then could be Coastal or Texas, I think. Somewhere so there. I think in an like abstract way, I think Coastal's resume is going to be better than East Carolina's hmm. because East Carolina is going to end up... Uh, the, and the Americans is not very good this year. It, it's been slipping yeah. year on year. It hasn't year. been the last... Yeah. Yeah, and... I think that, yeah, that 
East Carolina might not have the same resume as Coastal. I mean, they're basically next to each other in RPI Plus right now and in RPI. So it's kind of splitting hairs between these two schools right now. Um, I think East Carolina's history of success and getting a top eight seed, I, I, I mean, obviously, let's not not Coastal has a national championship. So it's Coastal has success. But I think mm-hmm. ECU's recent consistency gives me the edge to East Carolina right here at eight. I feel like dominating a conference that's still like pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Than... The American's not bad. By no means is yeah. the American bad right now, which is not nearly as good as it's been in the past. And not as good as the Sun Belt. That's that's where it's kind of tricky. Yeah. Fifth I in think conference I... RPI. Yeah, in thinking about that, I I think I want to go. The Pac 12 is third in conference RPI. I know the Stanford I just said is not maybe a top eight team. How about we put them at nine? That's fine. I like it. And... And then I really think Coastal needs to be soon. I think Texas probably needs to be soon. Whoever we think that was going to win the Big 12, which I think is probably Texas at this point, because we're, we're missing mm-hmm. some conference champs. So, I mean, the, the Big 12 is fourth. The Sun Belt is fifth. Do we go Texas here because they would be the champs of a better conference? Yeah, I think that's a good justification, but Coastal right after. So, Yeah, I like that. So we'll have Texas at 10, Coastal at 11. Um, we almost had... ECU and Texas 8-9, which is the exact same as what it was last year at the end of the year. Very close. Now we have East Carolina Stanford 8-9, which is probably the longest flight you can take if you're winning yeah. if Stanford winning that super regional. Let's yeah, so next. move on down. In my bucket here, there's probably a, a 10 or 15 schools. <laughs> so I have yeah. Miami because their RPI is pretty good. Uh 12 RPI, 9 in the RPI plus. I think Indiana's here if they're the Big Ten champ, and then 15 in the RPI plus, Dallas Baptist, Oregon, Southern Miss, NC State, Kentucky, uh, probably a few other schools I'm not thinking of, maybe a UConn. Yeah, uh, Indiana State, Arizona maybe, State, honestly. Indiana State, yes. Boston College, you can't totally ignore them. They're still at 10 in the RPI plus and 17 in the RPI, even though they've dropped to 500 in ACC play. And did you say Oregon? I kind of like Oregon somewhere in here too. Yeah, I have Oregon on my short list too. I think what's hurting Oregon is that they've dropped a little bit in RPI, but not too much. They're Mm -hmm. 21 in the RPI, 18 in the RPI plus. That's definitely close enough to be in consideration. I think I like Miami here. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good. That 10 and 8 mark for Miami should be good enough to host. I think they have to maintain a couple games above 500 because I don't think a 500 conference... A uh, team from the ACC is going to be as it's not going to be as easy for them to to host. So I, I like Miami. I think I like Miami here because their RPI is <laughs> is so high right now. So that's putting Miami at number twelve. Yeah, and I think Where next do you for go me. Now? I think next for me is Big Ten leading Indiana. If we think they're going to keep with this high RPI and and win their conference, yeah, I try I feel to like use they the need projected. I tried to use a projected RPI tool from Warren Nolan and actually had Indiana maintaining their RPI. It was, I think 14 was a projected RPI, which is a tough thing to, to get right, but I'm intrigued. I kind of want to see some separation from them, though, in the, from the rest of the Big Ten. Like right now, right now, they're only a game up on Nebraska, who's 108 in conference RPI, and they're out of the bubble for our consideration because of that, pretty much. But, yeah, Nebraska swept Northwestern over the weekend and dropped like 20 spots in the RPI. <laughs> yeah, you got to... RPI is a funny thing. Northwestern. You got to drop Northwestern from the schedule. Got to relegate them. 
Yeah. So are you feeling Indiana here next? I like Indiana. I think we need to consider some other conference champs too, like potentially a Dallas Baptist from Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have one Big 12, one Pac-12, one Sunbelt team, and these are the uh, three of the top five conferences. So I think we might need to think mm-hmm. about fitting more of these in, but can't forget about Kentucky, number one in the RPI right now. Yeah, that's true. I think we yeah, I, I just don't know how many wins they can get in conference going forward. I think that's, so that is that is like the red circle I have for yeah. Kentucky. They have 10 wins right now in the SEC. That's really good. 10 and 5. You got to feel like they're almost a shoe in for the tournament at this point, right? You only got to win a couple more games before you feel really good. However, that schedule is just so absolutely brutal coming up mm-hmm. for Kentucky. So uh, still ahead for the Wildcats. They have Hosting AM, very winnable series. Traveling to Vanderbilt, hosting South Carolina, going to Tennessee, hosting Florida. I think there's a legitimate shot they lose those last four series. And I think there's a legitimate yeah. shot they get swept in a couple of them. I don't necessarily, like, legitimate shot, not like guarantee. But if I'm looking for, so I'm looking for 500 for, for them to host. I think 15 and 15 can, or 15 14, do they want their games canceled? Or maybe it's 15 15, whatever. 500 Kentucky team. If they win two games against AM, one against on the road at Vanderbilt, one at home against South Carolina, one on the road at Tennessee, yeah, they get five wins there and they're probably hosting a regional. I think I'm betting against that right now. I think I am too. <laughs> I I think it might start this weekend against AM. I think their offense is is a lot. I know you just picked Kentucky, but that is that was a tough one to pick. It feels like a must-win series for Kentucky if they're going to host. It does. It does. Yeah, but I feel like a 15-15 and team, I don't think they had a conference game canceled. So I think it'd be 15-15, and and a number one RPI, if that stays, or at least top five, I feel like a 500 team with a number one RPI, the committee is just, like, has to look at that. But I'm I'm getting convinced. I'm talking myself into the fact that I think maybe... What are the odds that, I mean, even with their 14 and 16 and they're literally number one in the RPI, because they still might be because that's a pretty tough schedule. I think they still have a shot. I, I think they might only need to win four more games in the SEC to, to host. I'm I'm calling it now. I bet that Tennessee Tech game on May 9th gets canceled. That's <laughs> uh, R, RPI 263. I bet there's some weather or like, oh, some of us are sick. That that like That is an RPI dropper. Field conditions and it's like 80 degrees out yeah. and sunny. Yeah. Uh, Someone put the sprinklers on. Oops. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's put Penn Kentucky as a maybe here. Um mm-hmm. Dallas Baptist, I think that they need to be in the conversation right here. And I think that might even be the team I would have next because they're 16 in RPI plus. Yeah, I think I think I like that. And then Oregon Southern Miss. See, uh I, I'm torn. Oregon, I, I think Oregon has a legitimate shot, 18 in the RPI plus. Southern Miss, 21 in the RPI plus. I think, though, I like Kentucky over one of those schools, at least. Uh, One other school that we haven't talked about too much is NC State. They're actually eight in the RPI, but 24 in the RPI plus. RPI plus is really dinging them for having a losing record in the ACC. If they can go a couple games above 500 down the stretch, I think NC State has a very legitimate shot at hosting. And that might they might end up edging out Miami. I could see that happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just need some more conference wins, I think. Yeah, they need but to win yeah, conference I, games. So yeah, I think my I power see that ranking, happening, but for now, go ahead. I think my power ranking might be Kentucky, then Oregon, then Southern Miss, which would have Southern Miss not as a top sixteen. I think I like that. 
I can see I can see Kentucky hosting. I, I just it's going to be interesting to see what Kentucky what the committee does with a high RPI team that is five hundred, maybe. Like if they're under five hundred, I don't think they'd be host. They're yeah, in the or they could sure. win sixteen or seventeen games, and if they're at sixteen, fourteen, that if they win sixteen games, I think they're shooing to host with what their RPI probably will be. So I think we came into this with neither of us thinking Kentucky was going to host, and now we have them as our number 15 seed. Let's run through the top 15. Uh, Starting with the top eight, LSU, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Virginia, Arkansas, Florida, East Carolina. The bottom half is Stanford, Texas, Coastal, Miami, Indiana, Dallas Baptist, Kentucky, and Oregon. Right now we have eight automatic qualifiers projected in the top 16 seed, which is really fun. I love it when conference winners are good. Right, like, they're rewarded. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. That's fun. It's not going to happen because there's always going to be some upsets in these conference tournaments. But it looks really nice right now. Yeah, and it's six SEC teams. One, two, three ACC teams. Is that right? Yeah, and then yeah. NC State was right there, like the quote seventeenth team, which you know they don't really do, but it's probably pretty accurate. Southern Miss too, though, might be the seventeenth team. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. So that's our top 16 seed. The rest of the bracket will be filled out by Calamies later tonight, and we'll get it to you just as soon as we can. Thanks for listening to the College Baseball Nation podcast. Head over to our website, collegebaseball.info, for all our coverage, our socials at College Ball Matt. Leave a rating for that podcast. Send us some questions for mail time. We didn't get to it today on the podcast, but we will next time. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.